I don't know how 2020 went for you, but for me, it was one hell of a roller coaster. My whole world was shaken up. It left me feeling completely lost without a clue of who I was or what I even wanted from life. One day, my friend called me after I had spent about a week at her house and told me she didn't think my lost sense of self had anything to do with my circumstances. She said, the problem is you. If you can't figure out what makes you happy, then it's never gonna matter how good your life is. You will always be miserable. And she was so right. That conversation sent me on a journey to find out what made me, well, me. I took a look at the pieces of my life and I had a choice to make. I could either try to rebuild from what was there or walk away from all of it and choose a different path. I chose to walk away. That choice gave me the freedom to build a life I love, a life that felt true to me. I've learned so much along the way and I feel called to share what I've learned. The best way I know how to do that is to use this loud ass mouth God gave me and tell my story. But why stop with just mine? I wanna hear from other amazing humans too, who are living in their truth every day. When we share our stories with others, we give the gift of expansion and freedom to all who hear it. I pray my story and those of my guests offer hope in this world. I pray they allow you to feel seen and loved and to help you feel more connected to yourself and to the divine and challenge you to open your mind in order to see life from a new perspective. Our stories matter, and I'm here to make sure the world has a chance to hear them. This is Tell Me Your Truth. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Truth. I am Nikki Eldridge, your host, and I am here today again with Lindsay, and I'm super excited. So she has agreed to do a monthly segment here on the podcast with us. And that just makes me the happiest person on the planet because I've been bugging this girl for a while now to like do this with me and it's just not her jam and that's all right. But I'm just thrilled that she wants to help me out once a month. So today, well, actually let's back up. I have a little name for this little segment of the podcast. I have dubbed it Nikki and Lynn's talk life. So every time Lynn's is on with us, we're going to be talking about some aspect of life. And today, since February is self-love month, we are going to be talking about self-love and specifically like realistic self-love, right? Like the good, the bad, and the ugly of self-love because we don't love ourselves every day. And, you know, the episodes I'm going to put out surrounding this front and back of it, if you don't hear this one, you might think I'm Miss Perfect and I do everything right. And that's just not true. So we're going to talk about the real shit today. So hi, Linz. Hello. How are you today? I'm swell. How are you? Good. I got my very strong coffee. I don't know what I did to it this morning. (laughs) All right. You'll be ready to go then. Oh yeah. Yeah. So let's get into this because we're kind of working on a time limit today. So girl, self-love. It's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. And very hard. like the episode um, prior to this, where we talked about showing up for yourself. So let's start there because if we're being honest, um, I am not always showing up for myself. There's been a period of time, even when I recorded that episode, that I, I was not showing up for me. I knew exactly what I should be doing, right? but it wasn't happening. And so let's talk about kind of what things might lead to that, um, how you know when you have fallen into a rut and when you've stopped loving yourself well. Okay, well, I mean, like you said, you knew what you had to do to be showing up for yourself. Um, I think we always, uh, most of the time, not always know what we need to be doing. We're just not doing it. Yeah. Sometimes because we're not capable, you know, it's not just as easy as I need to do X, Y, Z and we do it. And then life is fine. If it was that easy, none of us would struggle. Um, But it's just not that easy. So I think with self love, loving yourself, Um, like we talked about before we even, you know, hit record, it's hard. It's so super hard. It's not always easy. I'd say it's harder more than it is easy. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, for sure. 
it's um it's not a thing you come by easily it's it comes with a lot of work and a lot of self-awareness and when things have happened to you in your life and you've lived through a lot of shit and you've had a lot of experiences that maybe you didn't make the best decisions in life or maybe the best decisions weren't made for you you had a lot of bad relationships or whatever just everyone's got their shit it makes it to where you think okay maybe it's me right and it gets hard, hard to love you when you have had a lot of shit around you go on that makes you feel really unloved and absolutely makes you neglect you right like right we're both moms so let's talk about that for a second um we both have husbands and we are both moms she has three earthly kiddos one bonus kiddo and one heaven baby and I have two kiddos so that's a lot of kids (laughs) between the two yeah it is a lot of kids and that's a lot of life lived that's a lot of trauma you had one baby that bless her she came out screaming and never stopped (laughs) yeah yes she did (laughs) so I think as I'm like speaking from the mother standpoint it gets very um muddy where your life is and and where your obligations are right like who is Nikki outside of being a mom who is Lindsay outside of being a mom and I think it gets really easy to stop loving yourself when you're so entrenched in raising kids. Right. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that that is something that almost every mother struggles with. Um, You know, where it's a line, it's a fine line. We walk that line um, daily and it's easy for us to pour into our kids. Um, so easy. We don't even think twice about it. We just pour into our kids and, you know, lift them up and not that we're perfect parents by any means, but we don't think twice about making sure that they have what they need emotionally, mentally, you know, all of the things. Um, but then when it comes to ourselves, we're like, oh, we don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have time for that. We, we can't possibly do that because we don't have time for that. And I think that the only way you know, you find that balance is to just make time. And some people would argue, well, if there isn't any time, you know, to spare, then it's not there, but there is time to spare. We've talked about this, you know, um, you make time it, if you aren't having enough time, if you aren't finding enough time, it means you're probably putting your time in other places that it doesn't need to be right. Whether it be scrolling Facebook, watching Netflix, or for me, cleaning the house when it's already clean, you know, <laughs> you, you just find the time that isn't, that doesn't need that from you. Netflix right. does not need my time. You know, Facebook does not need my time. Um, and you'd be surprised how much time you can find when you start to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Um, let's, we're going to talk about that for a minute. Cause I want to touch on one thing. And then I want to ask you for you, what does self-love look like? So we're going to touch on what you just said about the time thing, because I want to make a point. So, you know, that I have been trying to wake up earlier. Right. And I did really well with that for a little while. I was up between five and six in the morning. I was shooting for five, but I was giving myself plenty of grace because it was a new thing. And when I was up that early, I had time to drink coffee in peace, learn something new every morning, get Mm -hmm. in a quick five minute little kettlebell workout. I was able to journal. I was able to get a damn shower, put makeup on, like do my hair, get dressed all before I was able to, all before I had to interact with my people. Right. Right. So that was so life-giving to me to just wake up and do a few things that had nothing to do with being a mom or a wife before the rest of my house needed me. And when things got hard over this last month, and we'll get into that on a completely different episode, but there's some shit going on right now. Um, When things got hard over this last month and I fell in my rut, I was not waking up early. I believe that 
not having that time for me, even just like, like that two hour block or even one hour block in the morning where I was just doing something for me and didn't need to tend to my people was a game changer for me. I felt so much better having that comparative of like, you were doing this and this was really helping you and you were feeling amazing and you weren't grouchy in the morning and you didn't need to take a nap during the day, even though you were waking up way earlier, like you had all this energy and then I quit. And now I'm like exhausted, even though I've slept for eight and a half hours or, you know, it's like you, my body clearly likes to be up that early and it just helps me out. But then, you know, you get in your rut and you stop. And then now I have that comparison where it's like, ugh, this does not feel good. Right. So, well, that's easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. It and it starts with one morning and then it starts, and, with yep. you know, I mean, it's it just spirals. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's hard, especially with the things I have going on right now. It's like, once you get going, it takes a lot to get yourself pulled back out just for me personally. I think it's pretty similar for a lot of people, but for me personally, if I get myself stuck in a rut, I need a lot of help to pull me out. I need someone to help me get out. And it's not always easy for me to pull my own self out. So that's something I have to be super self-aware of, but let's now talk about what does self-love look like for you? Like what things do you practice? Do you have affirmations? Do you carve out time for just you? What does it look like to you? So I think self-love for me. Why are you talking to me? I'm on a Zoom call. Your dad's in the house. I'm on a Zoom call. Go talk to your dad. Shut the door. Jesus, Lord. At least they timed it good. Like, I mean... We can reset that. So self-love for you. Go for okay, it. Yeah. So self-love for me, I think, is many things. Um, and on good days, it's learning to give myself grace. I think that's the biggest thing because I am my biggest critic. And, and I always think I'm doing everything wrong. I think I'm not good enough, you know, and we've talked about this. We think we're not small enough. We think we're not you know, patient enough parents or spouses or whatever. Like, I think so many people, first of all, think self-love means just loving your body. Mm -hmm. And it is so far from that. You, it couldn't be farther from that because how many people lose the weight and they're no dip, they're still bitter. They're still unhappy. You know, it hasn't changed anything. Self-love is just about so many things. And for me, the biggest thing is the grace. Like I'm able to love myself better when I have grace with myself and I lower my expectations and I don't set the bar unrealistically high. And I think we're very good for that. You and I both seem to be very good for setting the bar so high. It's not even reachable, you know, not in the time frame that we're looking for. Um, I'm not one to really get up super early. I, because I stay up late with, you know, my husband's schedule. Um, but I do have three kiddos in school. I have one who's currently homeschooled, um, which is only temporary. So my days are pretty, pretty free to do what I need to do. Um, but they used to be spent cleaning all day. You know, I would get up every single day and clean the house. I thought it had to be the baseboards had to be sparkling white. And, you know, you're always over there telling me, bitch, I don't clean no baseboards like that. What are you doing with yourself? You know, you're spending your time like that. And to me, that was, yeah, that's just, that's what a good mom did. That's what a good wife did that, you know, and so I did that stuff. So, you know, I was miserable still. I, I was doing nothing that brought myself any growth, cleaning the house all day, did nothing to grow me as a person, you know? So now I'm into reading. That's a new thing that I love to do. I've always loved to read, but what I'm reading, I've, you know, shifted gears. Um, I want to read things that fill me up and fill my cup up and help me think differently. And that has helped me to love myself so much because I'm listening to these other women and I'm like, this is me. This is my life. Like, 
they didn't always love themselves either. You know, um, affirmations. I talk to myself all day long. I have to tell myself positive things all day long, or I'm down a rabbit hole, you know? Um, but I think the biggest and most important one is I am enough. You know, Lindsay is enough as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as all the things I am enough. Now that does not equate to, I am perfect, but I am enough, you know? Um, I think it's a lot of little things. Wouldn't you agree that add up to big things and, yeah. and you see a change in yourself, you know, a hundred percent. I taking time to myself used to feel selfish to me. And I still super struggle with this. I have a husband who's like, I'm off, go do be whatever. And I'm not very good at that. So I'm still working on that. But I think taking time for yourself is not a selfish thing. I think it's a, an important thing and it it grows you and it helps you learn to love your own company and love who you are. And, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's just hard some days. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, couple things. I believe it's the previous episode. And I remember people, this, some of this stuff's pre-recorded, so you got to roll with me. My brain ain't that great sometimes, but I believe it's the previous episode. I talked about, um, setting boundaries. And funny enough, we've both been interrupted several times now by our kids. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I know I have a social media post coming that talks about that time I have in the morning and I show my favorite coffee cup, which I'm actually drinking out of right now. And it says, mother, may I? And it says, no, you may the fuck not. <laughs> and <laughs> I talk about how like, it's so important to set boundaries with everybody in your life. But in that particular social media post, I talk about your kids. Okay. And it's important to set boundaries because we've already talked about being parents, you know, setting boundaries around time for you when it comes to your kids. They're not, we're, because we've been notoriously bad about this up until recently, they're not used to mommy having mommy time and right. boundaries. And it's like, mommy's always accessible and they're learning now that they're older and they're a little bit more independent. No, mom is not always accessible and that's okay. Like sometimes mom needs to be herself and not mom. And that's right. Fine. So we just had to put a little hard boundaries on our kids a minute ago. Well, and I think that's hard for, you know, not to dis discredit anyone else's efforts at parenting and setting boundaries, but, you know, I have a husband who's next to never home. Um, you know, he's gone before they're off to school in the morning or right as they're off to school and he's home long after, you know, cause I have an eight year old, she goes to bed decently early, you know, so he's home after bedtime and we do that a lot of days um so it's hard for me I to set those boundaries and feel like it's okay but I wouldn't have any I wouldn't do anything by myself for three minutes because I don't have a husband to step in you know I'm doing dinner I'm doing homework tutoring running today tutoring birthday party running you know all the things house cleaning the necessities. And so if you don't set those boundaries, you just won't have it. You won't have a minute to yourself. And I didn't set those for a long time, many, many years, yeah. roughly 11 <laughs> to be exact, you know, so 10 and a half. So it's, it's hard, but I think it's crucial. Um, you have to get to know yourself to love yourself. First of all, you know, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know anything about yourself, it's hard to love yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I've said this before, I'm a ruthless student of myself. Like I will study the hell out of me. I am constantly learning something new that I can try or adapt or whatever. And I hope that never goes away from me that, well, you, like you said, I think in our last episode, that was one of your red flags for me was I had just stopped doing anything altogether as far right. as my growth goes, because, you know, I'm always looking for the new thing to learn, you know, we know. and it's, it's kind of annoying. I think to some people I'm calling this girl every other day, guess what I figured out today, or guess what I learned. And I, or I listened to this podcast or I watched this video and I'm always talking to her about shit. That time you don't care very about much on knowledge, you know, yeah. um, when there's nothing wrong with that, that's yeah. your cup of tea. Everybody has their own. Um, but that comes back to, how do you truly love yourself when you know nothing about yourself? You know, not that 
you don't like yourself, but you don't, how do you find that self-love, that pure self-love when you know nothing, you know, nothing. And we've both been there. I, I feel like we're kind of trying to come out of it, but we're, we still got a foot hanging over there. You know, like, what do I like to do? What kind of people do I like to spend my time with? Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We know nothing. It, we knew nothing. We've learned a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, but there was a time where you, you feel like you, you just were the shell of a person. We talked about this too. Um, and you're like, I'm just here. I'm not really sure what the purpose is. I'm not really sure what I have to offer. Um, and that takes some serious work. Well, let's talk about how we get there actually. Cause I think that's a great thing to touch on. Like how we get to that space where we're like, do I even have a purpose on this planet? Like, am I just here to feed kids and be a snack bitch? Like what, what am I here for? Right. Like, yeah. Snack and, bitch. Amen to yeah, that. Like these kids always want food. I'm telling you they're, uh, but then when you make them dinner, they That's don't want cause to Because when they're at school, they have their school stomach. And then when they come home, they have their home stomach. And that requires approximately 36 and a half snacks <laughs> per every like six hours. So right. it's, yeah. Yeah. It, that's insane. But I, I want to just touch on how we get to that space where we're just so disconnected from who we are. And I think it's real um, sneaky, honestly. I oh, think for sure, huh? some of it is yeah. obvious and some of it is sneaky, right? And it, and it happens over a very long period of time. I feel like rarely is it a big thing that just like, boop, now I don't know who I am. Like something happened and I have no clue who I am. It is a slippery, sneaky ass slope that will, you'll find yourself way far down and not even realize that you got there. And for me, that looked like, um, well, I've talked about this in my first episode. I'm a runner, right? Like I run from, I well, used to be, I would run from every issue I ever had in my life, right? I couldn't face it down. I couldn't feel the emotions. I couldn't just be in the present moment. And so that started it. And then decision after decision after decision made from that mindset and made from that space of years and years of just never dealing with anything and numbing out and not being present in the moment and not really just feeling the feelings I needed to feel, to feel human, to feel in my space, to feel real as a person. And then I married somebody and well, at first I had a kid and then I married somebody and then we had another kid and like immediately. And then we get caught up in raising kids in the house and, you know, everyday shit. And it's like, before you know it, you're gone. You're just, you're gone. And you wake up one day and you go, how the hell am I 30 years old with two kids and a husband with a house full of shit? I don't know how it got here. I don't know how we even have this house. I don't know how I get through every day. Like you just, it just feels like one day the, the light bulb goes on or the, you open your eyes and you're like, where the hell am I? And how did I get here? And I think for me that happened by not being present. I just wasn't ever present. I was so either in the past in my head or in the future, just praying for life to be different and just constantly thinking this can't be my real life. Like I just don't want to be here in this space and, and not feeling anything it just sent me down that slippery slope of now you don't know who you are or what you want. And well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there because, you know, you said you're busy living in the past or, or trying to, to picture and envision your future so much. And I, and I do truly believe that when we are, because I've done it too. I think so many people do it. Um, we all, not everyone has a terrible past. Let's be real. There are, there are some people who have, who have had a great life, childhood, early adulthood, whatever. Um, but there's a lot of people who have that past where you wish you could change so many things. And so you dwell on that and you live there. And then, like you said, at the same time, you're envisioning this future that you want, right. For you, for your kids, for your family as a whole. Um, and you think to yourself, I don't know about you, but that you'll love yourself there. You'll love yourself 
in that future, when things are good, when things are perfect, when things are exactly as you have imagined them, that we completely ignore any kind of self-love right now in this moment. You know, we didn't love ourselves then because our past was not so hot. We don't love ourselves right now because we're, we're going to love ourselves in the future. We will love who we are when we have checked X, Y, Z off our list. Um, and I think that that is a big thing for both you and I, and a lot of other people, women, especially. Yeah. There's always some end goal. Like I'll be happy when. Yes, absolutely. I'll love me when. And Mm -hmm. that is the most dangerous statement I think anybody can, can make. I will be happy or I will love me when. And it's like what I had to learn was none of that future that I'm looking for will ever show up until I deal with what's going on right now. Absolutely. I will only carry all of the shit I'm currently feeling with me every single day that I do not deal with and process what's going on right now and what happened in the past. It only ever travels with you. You have to feel it to heal it, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to know before you can grow, right? You got to learn shit, okay? And that goes back to your point of you have to know who you are, but you can't do that until you are present with yourself long enough to go, okay, that I didn't like, this I do, so let's do this thing. And it's a lot of freaking trial and error, and you will fail a lot, but it's failing forward when you are truly trying things to get better and you're truly staying present. You'll, you'll learn very quickly what's for you and what's not. Well, and, and sometimes you won't find that you like yourself very much. We've oh talked God, so yes. much about that. Um, yeah. You know, when you start that process and you're digging deep and you're trying to figure out how to genuinely love yourself for, for who you are and where you're at, you're, you find these things and you're like, damn. I don't like that about myself, you know, God, God, maybe I don't really like myself as much as I was hoping I would. Um, and that's okay too, but you fix it and you grow and you never stop pushing forward, but you do have to learn to love yourself at all phases at all parts of the journey. You have to learn to love yourself because this, this is who you are. Like you're only ever going to be this this, this person, this human, this is who God created you to be. Um, he created you here. You are, you don't just get to hop on over into someone else's body and be a completely different person. It just, it just doesn't work that way. So you have to learn to love yourself at all seasons. Um, you know, you've been in a funk. I know we're not going to go into that, but you, do you feel that through your work, you've learned a kind of like this, this time around, you've learned to love yourself a little bit more where you're at versus maybe a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more compassion and grace. Like you had said before, there's definitely a lot of compassion and grace. Like, do I enjoy this? No. Am I happy with where I'm sitting right now? Absolutely not. But the difference between the funk that I had, that I'm crawling my way out of right now, And what I might've been feeling or doing even a few months ago, I have enough compassion for myself to know that I am doing the best I can and that I will crawl out of this when I've learned the lessons I needed to learn here. And I've done the things I need to do to help myself feel better. And it's okay. I'm a human. And even though I have grown a lot and I've learned a lot and I have a lot of tools and skills. I still have a hell of a lot more to learn and a hell of a lot more to grow. And if I don't experience these valleys, then the peaks aren't as great. And I have to know, like every time now when I'm in a valley, I'm realizing there's a reason, right? There's either something happened and I didn't address it when it happened, or there is some sort of lesson I'm supposed to learn here. And that might not be universally true for everybody. I know a lot of people like to say that, well, you you know, if you're in a valley, there's a reason for it. And there's a reason for everything. And 
I, I don't know that I 100% universally believe that there's a reason for literally everything. I think some shit happens and it's just terrible and <laughs> there's right. no explaining it. But um, for me, what rings true is that when I am in these places, there is a lesson for me to be to learn here because of the gifts I have, because of what my calling is here on this planet, I, I will experience these extreme lows and probably some extreme highs and there will be some shit in between. But when I'm in those lows, I'm being taught something. There's something I need to see or process or learn or whatever so that I can continue moving forward. It's like God's way of slowing me down and saying, no, you're missing the point. There's something you missed here. I tried to show you back here, but you didn't see it. So now I'm going to stop you in your tracks and you're going to sit here a minute until you figure it out because I have faith that you will. And then when I figure it out, I'm like, okay, now we got something to work on and then I'll crawl out and it'll be fine. And I'm sure this will happen again, but having that, that different frame of mind around those really low valleys for me helps a lot because I'm not sitting in that valley going, what is wrong with me? Why can't I just get my shit together? I need to get my life together. Yeah. I'm not beating myself up over it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the one thing I will toot my, my own horn on. And I have beat myself up a little bit. And when I was like, I don't get this, what's going on? Like, why am I sad? What, what is going on? I did for a short time. And then as soon as I got the realization, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Like there was something to learn here. And And it's okay if you do beat yourself up. It's okay. You're a human. It's going to happen. Like I do it. You do it. Everybody does it. Mm -hmm. But the goal is to approach the situation with as much compassion as you possibly can have for yourself because you are a human. (laughs) You're not a damn robot. And as much as I would love to be a robot and just take in information all day and, and learn and, and, and never have to deal with any pain and never have to experience the full range of human emotion because it's hard for me. That's not life. And we were placed here to live a spectrum of emotion and to have a spectrum worth of experiences and have the highs and have the lows. It's part of being human. And I have to experience all of those things and stay present in the moment, or I don't get the future I want. Right. Well, and I think all them things in the future can come regardless. Um, you know, I do believe that there are people who probably don't deserve some of the things that they have been given or have earned or whatever um, in the future, but you're still a miserable human being. Mm -hmm. Um, You have it all, but you have no one to share it with Mm -hmm. because you have put up so many walls around yourself um, or you're enjoying the things that you have you know, in that future plan that you've made and that you have accomplished and it's not going to feel like enough because you don't, you haven't learned how to love yourself. So once you hit that future that you've worked so hard for and envisioned, all you're going to be thinking about, and I've heard this from a lot of people, is the next future because I'm going to be happy then. Like you said, most dangerous Um, sentences one can say to themselves you know you have to you have to have that grace like you know you explained what you're going through you're giving yourself more grace and compassion and you have to have that you have to have boundaries you have to know that you're doing everything you can to grow as a person Um, but you also have to know you're not perfect And I think that's a big thing too, you know, um, we're not perfect, but we're not terrible. So we'll take it, you know, um, but it, it comes with the weight it comes with. I think that's the biggest one. And you and I have both struggled with that a hundred percent. Um, you know, we're just too big. We'll be happier when we're smaller. Well, you know, we weigh this, but when we weigh this, like all our problems are going to disappear. We're, Yes. Do is the ultimate goal to be healthy? Yes. But that comes with more than a number on a scale. Um, is the ultimate goal to be the best parent you can be? Yes. Does that mean that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I have to be giving, giving, giving to my kids or my husband? 
no, it doesn't. Um, because you just deteriorate, you just self-destruct at that point. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm going to back it up a little bit to what you originally said, like achievement is 100% possible, 100% possible, whether you like you or not, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve, no matter what state you're in, right. To a certain degree, to a certain degree. Yeah. And it's, it's the, the full embodiment of your life. That's not going to happen. If you can't be present enough, you, you can't ever enjoy your achievements. You can't ever truly just relax into look at what I've built. Look at the life I've created. I can enjoy this now. It's never going to be enough. If you don't feel like you are enough, it's a direct reflection of how your inside, your outside world is a direct reflection of your inside world. You have to work on the inside world. If you want the outside world to match that. It's just, that's just the truth. But back again to your um, last statement, it is not possible for us to be the best version of Nikki and Lindsay if we have not first learned how to be a little selfish and how to give to ourselves like we said, we are moms and wives and friends and whatever, right? We have a lot of responsibility in the world. How the hell are we giving the best version of us to our people, to our work, to whatever, if we have not stopped for five seconds to take care of our own needs? We just can't. We can't. And we think we can, right? We're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll do this later. I'll do that. But later never comes because we have a million things on our plate every single day, just by the nature of our job titles, right? Like we just, right. and later never comes. And that's why whether you do things in the morning or you don't, it's just so important to have time that is just yours because you have to be a whole human to be a good productive member of this world. Like Sure, you can get by. Sure, you can probably have a few friends and maybe have a, a house and some kids and a husband. But are you really going to be living the full life you want to live? Like, are you truly going to be happy? And I don't think you can be. I really don't. And maybe that's a very bold statement, but I don't think you can truly be selfless until you learn to be selfish. You have to learn about you. You have to learn how to take care of you so that you can be the best version of yourself for your people and for the world. I just don't think you can do it any other way. I agree. I I will hundred percent agree with, agree with that statement. Um, and you know, I think when you're talking about being selfish, we, we worry about what the world thinks about that. I think we've both been there. We've talked about this a hundred times. And, you know, you have to, that's part of loving yourself is letting go of what everybody else thinks, what the world thinks about you. Their opinions do not matter. Um, We are good people. So they're not making judgments that we should be concerned with. That, That is how I've come to look at it. Um, and as far as the, the thing you were talking about, how the things come, you know, you can still achieve these things, whether you're loving yourself or taking time for yourself. Um, and that is because you work, 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 you give, 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 give. And so, yes, most of the time, a lot of the time people will achieve those things because they're working so hard and they're giving so much. But they're also, and there are some people who have figured out that balance. So they're working their asses off and they're still parents. They're still doing the necessary things. Um, you know, so what they're working towards comes, but they're also taking that time for themselves. So they have found that balance. If you're the person who's giving, giving, working your ass off, trying to achieve this future and not giving yourself a second for who you want to become for any growth, for any me time. I hate to use that word. Um, 
you know, but if you're not giving yourself the necessary time to refill your cup, to refuel, you will wear yourself down. Um, we've talked about how that's when you know you're, you know, you're getting sick because you're not taking care of yourself. You can't work and give to others and be the best mom, wife, employee, boss, bitch, like you're, you know, doing right now. You can't be any of that stuff if you're sick and you're run down and you have nothing to give. So again, it all comes down to balance. Taking care of yourself does not mean that you have to sacrifice your hopes, dreams, goals, your visions. But I do think that, you know, you will get there. I don't want to say quicker because I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Um, I don't necessarily think you'll get there slower either though. I, I don't, maybe, and that's okay, you know, but you don't have to sacrifice one for the other is what I'm trying to say. You Absolutely. can find that balance. And, and let's talk about like what true self-care looks like just for a minute, because I feel like that's such a, a conflated thing in this society. Like you say, oh, I'm practicing self-care, but are you really like, is, is real, is putting a mask on your face, like a, like a skincare mask on your face. Is that really self-care? No, it's freaking skincare. It becomes self-care when you've decided my kids are in bed. I have 30 minutes to myself. I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to run a bath. I'm going to put this mask on. I'm going to sit there and just breathe and just be or read a book or listen. You got to pair it with other things, right? Simply putting a face mask on your face does not make it self-care. Okay. Same with going to the nail salon. If you go to the nail salon. I do that every other week and it does not um, recharge. I go when my kids are in school. It's right. It's not a break. It was when we were doing the homeschooling, you know, it was a break, but it didn't, it doesn't recharge me. It's something for me. Right. But I don't leave there feeling like this brand new person who has grown any at the damn nail salon in an hour and a half (laughs) or two hours. And you know what I'm doing? I'm on my social media right? while they're doing my pedicure because I can't really do anything else, you know? So that's bullshit. Absolutely. And like, for me, the only thing I can lump in for like sort of self-care is be, is my hair appointments. Okay. Because I absolutely fucking adore Kendra, my stylist, right? Love her. Just fucking love her. She's amazing. And so when I'm there and like she's, I'm there for hours when I go. Right. Cause I have a lot of hair and I'm usually right. something funky to it and I'm there forever. And so she and I will talk like we are friends. We can have a good, good discussion. And I leave there not only looking way freaking better than I walked in, but feeling better because I've sat there for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, four hours, sometimes. <laughs> and I have talked to her the whole time. And we've had a good session together. It's like a little therapy session for me when I go. Absolutely. My mom says that all the time. Yes. But if that's not your gig, fine. But it, it looks different for every person. True self-care is doing the things that pour into your spirit, into your soul. Give your body true rest. If napping is fucking self-care, can we just stop the like stigma of laziness around people who have to take oh, a nap? Girl, sometimes that is my self-care. The other day yes. I told you I had so much to do. And what did I tell you? I just can't today. I just, yes. I'm so tired. I, I wasn't even tired. I told you I felt run down. Yeah. Um, and I climbed up on that couch. And, and it felt so good. I didn't even know if I'd fall asleep, but you know, I just felt so refreshed. And one thing I want to touch on is that self-care, I think this is often assumed that this is you, right? Self-care has to be just for Nikki or just for Lindsay or whatever. Um, but as you know, not everyone knows we, you know, we moved to Florida, geez, about six months ago now coming on February will be six months, I think. Um, and so my husband's hours have been insanity. Um, we, you know, we have had our own things going on. We have, our family has changed a little bit. Some things have been different for us. Um, good, different, but nonetheless different. And I have more on my plate now than I have ever in my parenting had on my plate. And I was feeling run down, um, you know, and, and you know, most of my story, we, we will not go into detail, but 
there is that breaking point. I was doing nothing for myself. Um, true. Nothing that was any kind of true self-care. Um, and so many people think that it has to be just you, right? Like it's just you, it's just you. But on Wednesday, um, you know, of this week, of last week, we took the Jeep out for the day. Um, It was my husband's day off and we took both boys with us. And so it was just kind of a boy's day with mom attached on the side. Me and my husband have said several times since Wednesday that that was the most cup filling day. The rest of my week has been it ain't perfect. One day is not going to make every other day perfect. It's not going to make me feel like I'm on top of the world every single day. But that was some self-care right there to spend the day at the beach with people important to me, my husband, especially because I don't see him very often. Um, and when I do, it's not doing things we want to be doing. It's the honey-do lists, you know, um, around the house. That was a serious self-care day. And that day involved other people. It So it doesn't just have to be you. And I feel like that day reminded me of that, that self-care is not always just about being by yourself, but it is perceived that way, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll touch a little bit about what's going on. So that this statement makes sense, but like for, I have, um, I was just this last year, late last year diagnosed with ADHD. And I've talked about this on my Instagram before and it causes a lot of other problems. I have a lot of other issues that go along with it. But when I get in those ruts like that, like I said earlier, I need somebody to pull me out. I need help. I need other people around me to notice, Hey, you need to care for you because right now you're not doing that. And being around other people, is 100% self-care for me because I, as much as I have learned to love this introvert side of me, that's coming out over this last year, I still need my people. Like I need connection. I very much crave being around the people I love. And when I haven't had that in a while, it really has an effect on me like badly. And I don't always realize it. And I need those people around me. I need those those people like you, even though you're not physically close to me, we talk every day. So I I need you. I need my husband. I need Amanda. I need those people to be like, Hey, you know, I haven't heard from you a while. You all right? Like what's going on here? Are you good? And, and so I have to be with my people, even like, even this, this we're on zoom right now doing this. And this is life-giving for me because I can see your face. Like I talked the first day we logged in (laughs) last week, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can see your face. I haven't seen your face since June. Um, you know, and so while July, we, we plan to have a girls long weekend because my kiddos will be up by you actually with my mom. You're you're sending your kids here and I'm like, peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I told you, come down for a weekend. Well, you know, no kids, just, you know, maybe the oldest too, but yeah, but they don't hurt nothing. Yeah. Right. They're Um, they're (laughs) self-sufficient. Right. But the two younger ones, you know, are going to be gone and come on down. We're going to, that is going to be such a self-care weekend and it won't involve much. Exactly. But that's okay. That is, I want to talk about that too. Like the people that I have around me, we are not high maintenance bitches. Okay. We're just not like, We literally couldn't care if we sat in our pajamas all day and watched court TV and ate shit and drank Pepsi and just chilled for so many years. Oh my God. Yes. So many years. Every time you come to visit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We were actually, I was actually just talking about you on a a group that I'm in that woke women group. I was telling you about, yeah, Uh, someone posted like, let's bring back, um, platonic love like cuddling with your friends and giving each other like hugs. And I was like, we used to nap together in high school. Yeah, absolutely. You would call absolutely. me and be like, I want to take a nap. Come over. And I'm like, okay. And I'd come over, we'd crawl on the bed and fall asleep together. <laughs> yep. And then we had our court TV. Don't as we got older and yeah. we became adults, yes. you know, we wanted court TV. Um, well, and all the, snack, the ham and cream cheese, pickle rolls. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. We'd make our roll up and sit on the couch. Yeah. And we had the With best diet ever. That's right. Well, yours wasn't diet, but mine was. Mine's diet these days, but it was absolutely not back <laughs> nope, then. Not um, back then. 
I actually think that was Dr. Pepper Mountain Dew was my That's jam true. back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, all unhealthy, whatever. And, you know, I'm working on being healthier. I'm, I'm working right. on losing weight, but when you come, we old now, bitch, we can't be doing that shit anymore. <laughs> that's right. But like, when you come, I, I plan on eating all that shit. Oh, and yeah. I, you know, I do not intend, um, self-care for me that weekend will be not taking care of yes myself, <laughs> you yes. know, if you will um, be just being in each other's presence. Like we just, yes. need, we just need our friends, you know, we just need our people. And like, that's, what's so great about, I always tell you, like, that's what's so great about going to Amanda's. It's like, we literally don't do anything. I literally lay on this bitch's couch and we watch YouTube. That's what we do. Like we just hang Absolutely. out and watch YouTube and laugh our fucking asses off because it's just us. Like we can just be ourselves half the time. I'm in a my pajamas with no bra. She's in her pajamas with no bra. Like we're That's just right. chilling. Like there's no expectation to like perform or entertain or like, or any of that shit. We can just be ourselves and just, just be like, it's so nice to just be. And, and I don't mind going out. I don't mind hanging out. I don't mind hitting the restaurant. I don't mind, you know, having people over and cooking food. And, but if I can't just be in your presence we can't be friends like I, i'm sorry right. like if i gotta entertain your ass I, we, we ain't gonna be able to hold that together for very long because uh-huh. i'm not someone like i won't if i don't have that like instant comfortability with you like that or like a, a gradual over time where it's like i could probably fart in front of you and be just fine then we're not right. gonna be friends for very long <laughs> i mean I like 100 and when you leave that weekend we'll find we ain't spent much money oh we have no. no um, on food, that's where our money yes, will go. We'll have blown 200 food. bucks on food. Yes, okay. it will be food, but that will be it. We will have nothing to show for the money we spent. Um, nope. And we'll be so be, excited well, about maybe it. about a few more pounds will be all we can show. Yeah, for right. Food. That'll yeah. be about it though, you know. But it's and well fucking worth self-care. it at that point. Well worth it at that point. Like 100%. Yeah. It's self-care. Self-care does not always involve you know, other people and it doesn't always involve being by yourself. So I think that's something super important. You have to find the balance. Sometimes self-care for both of us is being by ourselves and doing the things we need to do by ourselves um, that grow us closer to loving our genuinely loving ourselves. Um, and sometimes it's being with other people. So I think that's a common misconception that it's, like you said, getting your nails done or getting your hair done. Cause for some people getting your hair done is as quick as not everyone has hair like us, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you got about six people had a hair and I got about four. Yeah, people right. Hair. And so, you know, that, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of misconceptions about loving yourself, self-care. Um, and it's a journey. And I think that's the most important thing people remember is it's a journey and, yeah. You will get there if you keep working, but you have to grow and and learn about yourself. And you don't learn about yourself unless you're growing. Um, But you love yourself at every season. You love yourself where you're at. Um, And I think that's so super important. Yeah. So I want to be respectful of your time because I know you have things to do this morning. We've got how much time left? Uh, I'd say about 10 minutes. Okay. I'm going to be off here by 1115. Okay. I got tutoring and birthday parties today. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I want to touch on one more thing and then we can wrap it up. Um, this has been a a pretty meaty episode as I'm sure they all will be. So, (laughs) um, I would like to talk briefly about what you do when you find yourself in that rut like we have talked about where you're not caring well for yourself. You're not loving yourself. The thoughts about yourself aren't great. What do you do or what do you need to do or what needs to happen for you to come out of that place? Well, the first thing I have to do is I have to talk to my husband and this doesn't apply to everyone, but a lot of the people who are finding themselves in this boat, especially during a pandemic are mothers um, because we can't, leave the house and do a whole hell of a lot. Um, we have found ourselves in our homes more than we ever, even for people who don't leave often, um, want to be in their home. So, you know, I have a husband and I have to go to him first. That's usually number one. Um, I have to go to him and let him know that I'm feeling this way 
because he's a pretty supportive guy all the way around. I have no complaints. And um, you've known each other since you were 12. So this man knows yeah, you we were best it. friends. Yeah. So, you know, we've been married almost 13 years. He knows me pretty well. Um, biggest cheerleader, biggest supporter, all, all, everything you could want in a husband. I truly believe I have landed in this man. He just needs um, to have his ass in the house more often and less at the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he works a lot. But, but then again, what? I guess you I get got some that money, who... so there you go. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, we ain't bitching about that shit. We no, like. No, I I gotta give him credit because I know he doesn't like it either. Um, but <laughs> I go to him first and foremost because I need that support. We live in the same household. We're raising the same kids. Um, he can't. He is not a mind reader. So. First and foremost, whoever you're surrounded by the most, whoever your support system is, I think you have to let them know you're in a place that's not so great right now. Um, And then for me, I think the second thing I try to do is I find, well, I call you two, don't forget that, but I call you all all tangled up in this mess. Um, You are part of my support system though, so I guess that goes with the first part. But I try to just calm down. I try to slow down because most of the time I find myself in these places when I'm go, go, going. And that doesn't even mean like leaving the house, go, go, going, just going all the time. Um, so I have to slow down because I don't work well. Sometimes I do, I guess, but this, it goes back to if you're giving, 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 and not taking care of yourself, you will collapse. Um, so I have to slow down and I have to reevaluate. And you and I have talked about this a hundred times. Reevaluation. What am I doing that's put me here? What do I think I'm doing that's put me here? Or better yet, what am I not doing? I think that's probably the biggest question to ask. What am I not doing? that has led me here because if I'm doing the things that I know work shit I wouldn't be here in the first place you know um and then I I just kind of rebuild from there and it and it's slow but I try to add something every day we've talked about this too back in to my routine and eventually I get where I'm going but it doesn't happen overnight um a funk is a funk and you don't get there overnight, so you don't get out overnight. But them are usually my three biggest things, you know, um, talking to my husband, slowing down, slowing way down for a little bit. Um, I also find that I have let my boundaries slip when I'm in those places. So that's another thing that I have to really work on. Like, who have I been letting? And sometimes it's my husband. Sometimes it's my kid. You know, who have I let those boundaries slip with? Um, and yeah, that, those are usually the four things that I focus on and and I get where I'm going eventually, but it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Same here. It's very similar. I usually, one of my big red flags is that I am like flying through the house, like a damn crazy person either cleaning this or organizing that or bitching at the kids. Cause they didn't do this or that or yelling at my husband or nitpicking him. Like Usually that's a big red flag that I am way out of balance, way out of whack because I'm like throwing that energy at other people because Uh I don't know how to deal with it myself. And another thing is I will get up to go do something, like maybe quickly do the thing and then I'll go right back to my bed. When I find myself in bed for most of my day, something's wrong, like very wrong. And my husband's pretty self-aware too, like, He's very empathic. So like he, I don't get the luxury of lying to him. He knows, like he absolutely knows because he can feel me. Like he legitimately can feel it. It's like, nope, I know something's wrong. You don't, you can't lie to me right now. Like I can tell by looking at you and I can fucking feel you. So you better tell me the truth. Like what's wrong. And sometimes I lie to him anyway, which is stupid because he knows I'm lying. Like he can tell, but it's usually if I'm lying to him anyway, it's because I'm not ready to face the fact that I'm in a bad place and I'm trying to denial my way out of it, which is never going to work. Never works. Does it? No, not at all. And a big step. Like I think if, if anyone's in this place and I'll share a little bit right now, but I'm, I am going to do a whole episode on this at some point, but I will share a little bit. 
I had to make a couple doctor's appointments for myself because this rut has lasted longer than it should have. And all the strategies I had for how to pull myself out weren't working like they normally do. So I just want to touch very quickly on if you are doing all the things you know how to do, or you have a toolbox full of tools and you literally can't bring yourself to, to use any of them, seek help, please tell somebody if you can't call and make the doctor's appointment for yourself, or you are just not in a place, reach out to someone you trust. And please, for the love of God, tell them what's going on. There's nothing wrong with you. It happens to everybody and everyone needs help. Even people that never in a million years thought they'd find themselves in a state of depression are finding themselves in a state of depression this year. And last, you know, the world is a very, very scary, strange, weird place right now. And I am such an advocate for normalizing mental health and mental health issues. Your mind and your brain are just as susceptible to being, to being ill or, or sick or needing help as any other part of your body does. And for whatever reason, there's such a stigma around getting whatever help you need to get you through your life and through your days as a productive member of society. And if I'm being completely honest, I told you this the other day, I believe that the rut I'm in was to challenge a judgment that I had had specifically around ADHD medication. And here I am, I've made an appointment for myself to talk about getting ADHD medication. Right. And it's not that I think I outright was like, well, people who are on meds are just whatever that it was. It wasn't that it was, there is a, there was a fear there because you only ever hear horror stories about that shit, right? You only ever hear horror stories. Nobody ever really talks about their wins after being on some sort of medication like that. And my child also has ADHD and we did choose to medicate him while he was in school, but now he's not. And so we um, went ahead and stopped, but I always had this immense fear around it and immense fear around any kind of medication for any kind of mental health issue. And I don't know where I'm sure that's some societal thing or, or something, you know, wherever it came from, I don't know. But I think a lot of this stuff this time was for me to meet that judgment and meet that fear and say, okay, this isn't as scary as I thought. Like, you might need to be this person that takes this medication and I have to meet you with that fear so that you can get over it because you're going to need this help. Like this is probably going to be you and you need to stop this because you need to get the help you need. And I think for me, just because I'm so damn stubborn, (laughs) I have to learn, I have to learn the hard way. And that's just how I'm wired. Like I have to experience the thing for me to truly understand the lesson or, or understand a a person in those shoes, right? I have to have the experience for me to truly understand it. Empathy does not come easy to me. It just doesn't. And I've talked about that a lot. I am not a very empathetic person. I try very hard and I, and I'm a, I'm learning to be a more compassionate person, but empathy is not something I come by easily. I'm only as empathetic as my experience. So if I've experienced the thing, I can have all the empathy in the world for you because I've felt it. I know what it feels like. And and I know you've been there, but if it's not something I've experienced, I think just like anybody, we have the tendency to judge and, and think we would do it better or could do it differently. And so I think this is my challenge right now. Like I needed to make those doctor's appointments because I needed to challenge the fact that guess what lady, you might be someone who needs to be on medication to get through, you know? And I know that probably makes me sound like a terrible, horrible person, because I've always been of the school of thought, like whatever you need to do to get through your day, do that. But there was this underlying judgment there, I think that I needed to face. So that's my life lesson right now. And I just think that, you know, I mean, look at some of these kids who had their parents never made that choice. They wouldn't make it like they just wouldn't have made it through life. And and I, I follow a YouTube channel um, called How to ADHD, and that is her story. She very candidly talked about it. She's like, all those people 
um, I think it's something called like, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, but it's like, thanks for, or thank you mom for drugging me or something like that. Because she just wanted that punch caption. She's like, had my mother not made that choice, I wouldn't be a functioning member of society. I wouldn't have this channel. I wouldn't be able to live. And so whatever you need to do, if you are not in a good place, please reach out to somebody, please do the things that are going to push the needle for you. If that is medication, do not ever be ashamed of that because some of the greatest people in the world struggle with mental health issues and have to have medication to get through their day. Medication, if it's used correctly and if it's prescribed correctly and you have a provider that is interested in your overall well-being and not just throwing pills at you, that is a life changer for some people. And so as I go through this journey, I plan on doing a whole entire episode about this, but I just had to touch on it. Like, please reach out. If I do one thing on this earth besides have this podcast out, my one of my biggest goals is to break the stigma around mental health issues and doing what you need to get help. I want to show people that there are a million successful people on this planet who need medication to get through their day of some kind, right? If I don't take my blood pressure medication, I can stroke out and die. And if they don't take their ADHD medication, they can't function in the world. It's no different. It's no different. And so many people think it is. And I think that's going to be one of my big missions in life is to get people to understand like this medicine is no different than your heart medication. It's right. necessary for you to live. And if you didn't have to take it, you wouldn't take it. Nobody takes pills that are prescribed for those things because they want to. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody wants to have to have these issues. If they did, that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. nobody wants to have to be medicated for things, but that's how you get through life. So. Absolutely. Uh, I agree hundred percent, but we are out of time. I talked longer than I thought I would on that. I was just letting you go, girlfriend. You were <laughs> passionate. So I was just letting you have it. So, um, thanks Linz for being on with thanks me. For having me. We're going to do this again next month. I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll figure it out between now and then. We will. Uh, Love you. And I will talk to you later. All right. Love you. Have a great day. Thanks. See ya. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you loved what you heard today, leave me a rating and review. It's how the podcast grows and how others can find the show. For a more behind the scenes look at my life, head on over to my Instagram at Nikki underscore T-M-Y-T. And for this episode's show notes, as well as all previous episodes, you can head over to tmytcast.com forward slash episodes. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you next week.